0: This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Wow, well, is that a mouthful today? We get to dig into the fourth verse of the third chapter of the Song of Songs and our quest to understand better what the statutes are that are referred to in uh Psalms 119 as our marriage to Christ and clearly this verse has everything to do with that and so I hope you see that as I do in this verse and as I said it's a mouthful but I'll read it in English so it says it was but a little that I passed from them but I found him whom my soul loveth I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him into my mother's house into the chamber of her that conceived me and wow, <laughs> it's deep. It's 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 longer than most of the verses in the book. And it's got all sorts of meanings that uh, we can go into. So to start off with, I think it's spectacular what Rashi says about the verse, what the Jews teach about the verse, is that what's happening here is that they are just a little bit past um, Aaron and Moses or Moshe. <laughs> how they say it? And you know, if if it's after that Moses and Aaron die, that you know God comes back with Joshua, and they cross the Jordan and they go over into the Promised Land. So, you know, it it, it kind of shows that the, that in their own way, right? That the there's a season for counselors, and there's a season that that you know watchmen can help you but actually when it comes to your own relationship with God there comes a point where it's just you and him <laughs> and and they can point you to whatever direction but you know it's it's clearly between you and him how it actually happens that you come together and then you know they they talk about how she clings to him like Solomon said that we would cling to wisdom and and then you can't help but note also how Mary also clung with him in, in in the Gospel of John. And in Matthew, it says all the women that had come back from the um, sepulcher grabbed hold of his feet and wouldn't let him go. And you can't help but think of also, when we're thinking of Bible people, that wouldn't let go of something. Of course, Jacob, as he wouldn't let go of the angel until he blessed him. And I think all those things kind of figure into what's going on here is that when you get a hold of of God, when you get a hold of Jesus, when you get a chance to walk with him, you, you don't wanna let go. And the neat thing is where he took her, I mean, or where she took him, which was, you know, home, into her family. And when you think about when you uh, came to Christ, perhaps, that, that you wanted everybody in your family to know um, that your life had changed, that you become integrated more into Christ so that people start to see, um, and, and again, the idea of house has to do with our identity. And so as people identify us, they d- identify us with being of Christ's house. And, and so then, then the really deep, difficult thing to understand in the passage is he, um, excuse me, she takes him into the chamber where she was conceived and literally, that is the word conception. And literally that is that chamber of her mother. And so it's really cool. In Galatians four, you know, Paul makes reference to that Jerusalem is our mother, um, which you know we've been talking about the city. And in galatians four he he makes reference to, you know, Sinai being the the mother of the Jews because they received the law, but it wasn't able to give them what grace did, and we got that through Jerusalem um, because of what Jesus did on the cross. Uh, you know, that's, that's one way, certainly a spectacular way to interpret it. I love what Matthew Henry said about it, that, you know, clearly uh, we are trying to get back to this place where a place where we were born again, right? The new birth. <laughs> where was that for you? You know, I, I love what Matthew, Matthew Henry talked about, that, you know, we, have, we were born again, and what was that place, and who was your mother in that case? It would appear to me that that would be God of, once again as our mother, like the Holy Spirit was, <laughs> you know, somehow or another involved with Jesus' beginning. Well, the, the mother of God, you know, he's genderful, and what that exactly looks like is very deep and very interesting to ponder about. But the part that I think that I, I can't help but understand is, is I meditate on this and meditate is actually you just want to be saturated in your identity with Christ. In other words, not only do we hold on, but because we're going back to the place of birth, we're, we're actually coming into the house of God. And so as the house of God, uh, again, we're all becoming one with him and in relationship to you know his blessing and I, you know i can't even begin to express how cool it has been to watch in my own family and by that i mean my mother's children right there were four of us <laughs> we had lots of stepchildren that we were involved with but but over a period of time god has been uh, returning all of us to christ and if you listen to my show on saturday my sister's testimony was my oldest sister and one that I would have guessed was the furthest, but she now, wow, what a relationship she has with Jesus, if you heard that testimony, as he became her dance card, you know, and I was thinking that she was literally holding on to him and literally putting her head on his shoulder as as she described that in her testimony, that, you know, that was something that happened for her, And and I just got off the phone with my brother just minutes ago, actually, and he was describing how he had grown in his relationship over the last um, couple years. And so as it's, it's fascinating to me, as I have grown and integrated and saturated in Christ, then he has grown and saturated with us. And, and so, you know, it's something to ponder, and I don't want to take it from you, actually. Um, and, and honestly, I'm still pondering it, I may have to do another episode at some point in time, is, you know, that, that place where you were conceived, You know, where you were conceived physically, that clearly was in the case with my mother's children. But also there's that place where I was conceived spiritually. And that place is kind of between me and God. And and something that I get to ponder, and I hope you ponder, as we think about this verse, that once we can finally—those who seek, find, right— and once you find, just like, just like Jacob in his wrestling match, it wasn't easy, but once he got a hold of him, he didn't let go. <laughs> and, you know, the blessing itself is to be connected. You know, the, the blessing that I think Jacob received was to become a member of God's family, right? That he would be able to turn his, a blessing from God is that he can turn his face towards you, right? And I think the only way that he can do that is if we're in Christ, and and so I was thinking about this as just a little bonus thing this morning that the, the miracles that God told Moses to do in order to convict the people that he was in fact sent um, by God was he was supposed to turn water, I mean take water from the Nile, pour it on the ground, and it would become blood. And I thought about Abel's blood in the ground and I thought about Jesus's blood in the ground and all of a sudden I kind of saw the parable of the soils come to life. Like, oh my goodness, as as we die to ourselves and become good soil, then Jesus's blood is is literally purifying and the water that came from his side is literally purifying the ground. It's the greatest miracle I could possibly imagine that because of him purifying my Adama, my, the stuff I'm made of, the dust, then God can turn his face towards me. And as he turns his face towards me, apparently this has something to do with generational, that he could turn his face towards my mother and my mother's mother and my father and, and, and my mother's children. And all these things come together as God is really wanting that relationship with us and our family and all those people that prayed for us. Um, along the way, all had to do with this water and blood being poured out on the ground because Jesus was sent by the Father. And I don't know if you've ever made that connection to, to Moses' miracles, but there were three. He threw the stick on the ground, and then that became a serpent. And then he, he, he put his hand in his bosom, and it became leprous and took it back out. And you think about it, it's almost like the story of mankind, like we were bitten by the serpent, we became leprous, but then praise God, you know, he poured the water, the living water from the living, um, the, the river of life onto the ground along with Jesus, and it became Jesus's blood, which cleansed the dirt of our souls. I just think it's spectacular. Um I don't <laughs> again things to ponder. I I I I know I'm talking all over hallowed ground here in all sorts of ways, very hallowed ground, but but in a way that seed took place and so it is in the ground that essentially in the good soil because we were made from the dust and that ground is what I need to get right with God and so in my own way I think that that, that it is in that ground that, that I need to bring Jesus back, bring his blood and his water in order to be purified so God can turn his face towards us and, and bless us as he did with Jacob. I know that's a long roundabout way of going there, but that's kind of where I land. Thanks for listening today, and again, I am so grateful that you share this journey with me. It means so much to me. Thank you.